Hi, I'm Ulysses, and you are listening to Music, Meaning, and Mystery Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to explore the mystery of music in order to elevate it. In this episode, we speak with Tommy Teasdale of the Canadian band The Carbons. I have several episodes of this podcast scheduled to release, but I'm releasing this one ahead of all those as a bonus show because it is relevant to current events. Tommy and I discuss how his band overcame the challenges imposed by the restrictions regarding public health in his region. It is a very inspiring story, and I'm sure you will enjoy it. Please see the show notes for information how to support the Carbons. It's it's unfortunate you can't avoid it. You can't avoid the subject because we've we've been doing the same thing for about a year and, and a half, I guess now, just trying to avoid uh, politics and just trying to do music and just trying to you know spread as much love and 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 peace as we can, you know, in this time of chaos, I would say. Um, but now it's caught up to us, like. We can't escape it anymore unless we want to start discriminating about who can come to our shows. Yeah, it's like we have no choice to stand up. We're in, it literally backed up in a corner right now. Like it or not, this is going to put you in a position of, you know, taking a controversial stand, I guess, or controversial perspective on this whole matter. So uh, with with, some, with certain people, with other people, yeah. it won't be. The reason that I said something yesterday is because, I mean, I was, don't get me wrong, I was afraid a little, uh, well, maybe a lot even, but, you know, I'm trying not to give in the fear. I'm trying to, to be true and to be, I, I guess, as, as good and as righteous as we can be as imperfect humans. And I'm trying to follow my art and, and I'm trying not to let the fear in and it's difficult. And, but, you know, um, this one was, it was a no brainer for me, you know, and, and maybe it will be controversial, controversial, maybe it is controversial, but so far we've gotten a lot of support, mm. you know, and yeah, we haven't really lost people that I would say are like our super fans, you know, and if we have them, uh, yeah, they haven't said anything. Uh, yeah, so let's maybe catch people up to speed on what what's going on. We, you, you're a Canadian band, right? Um, and you are on tour currently. Uh, well, it's, it's actually yeah. We're gonna have to step back a little further. So what we did uh, three months ago now, uh, basically last May was we bought a bus like a an accessibility bus and we turned it into a mobile stage and we've been getting amazing press because of it and uh, we raised like twelve thousand dollars to pay back the bus and the equipment that we needed um, and the modifications that that we've done to it so we did our own kickstarter on our own website and people just started pouring in wanting to help us and since then we've played i want to say 50 50 gigs between pop-up gigs and full-length gigs 
right? So we started going around and knocking on people's doors and asking them if they want free live music and we play them one or two songs. So um, that's kind of like how this thing got started. And then we got all this press in our hometown right away. And then people started contacting us wanting to, to help and wanting to book us for for full shows or full, full evenings, right? So that's kind of where the story begins, I guess, for at least for this year. And this tour that we're going on, we're doing the same thing. We're basically taking this live music bus across the country to try and revive live music and to try and bring people together and to try and like spread love and unity. There's been so many flip-flops between like restrictions and, you know, I'm not going to enumerate all of them, but basically we're playing all these gigs outdoors, right? Like we're, we're in a bus, we park um, and we play in front of whoever wants to hear us. And then to hear the news from a couple days ago that people who are not vaccinated are no longer able to enjoy music. To me, that was that was the end. That was the the straw that that broke my back. So why why is music so important that uh, that it should be made available to all? What is it about music that's so meaningful to you? It's the antidote to chaos. The antidote to division. Hmm. That's what I think, and I've seen that over and over again. It doesn't mean that we the Carbons are going to unite all humans on earth but music unites everyone on earth hmm. whether you're whatever the, your skin color is whatever religion you are whatever political spectrum or whatever wherever you are on the political spectrum like people that like the foo fighters like the foo fighters hmm. or love the foo fighters people that love you know taylor swift love taylor swift they don't care the person they don't care at the concert who's next to them and they're not yelling in their ear like um to be a republican or a democrat hmm. can you tell me like some examples of seeing that in action in your musical life as, oh, a, yeah. as a every show like every show we play people come together um especially now since we've had the bus and we're playing outdoors what's happening is people are hiring us to come to their um to, to their private property and if they're in a neighborhood they have to go knocking on their neighbor's doors to say hey there's going to be a rock band coming on friday between mm. seven and nine just letting you know they'll be done by nine <laughs> please don't call the cops or don't complain right and we've been doing that all summer and so you know how how many of your neighbors do you actually know? I don't know any of them. Yeah. Right. And, and so this bus is like the perfect example of bringing people together in small communities. Hmm. So in my heart, like we need to be doing this right now. Like this is what we were meant to do. Yeah. And, and that's why I took a stand because I, I know it in my heart and I'm not the only one who thinks that. Every venue that we've played so far, or every backyard or or front yard or, or driveway that we've played so far, we've heard that from everyone. We had this we had this one birthday that we played. the the guys The guy hadn't celebrated his birthday in ten years, 
because his dad died on his birthday 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, we had the privilege or the honor of, of um, being part of his healing process. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that was the first time he, he had a party. Yeah. So um, that one kind of, you know, punch me in the in the feels or slap me in the feels or whatever the uh, the expression is um, but yeah every every show is like a little bit like that yeah well on this podcast the theme of music as medicine uh, music for healing has come up just about every episode in some way and I think we're in a position now uh, or, or maybe a point in the timeline we can call it where regardless of what you think is going on or what you think the illness really is, whether it's a global pandemic or a toxic atmosphere of, of fear or division, whatever you think the illness is, you know, we, it doesn't matter where you are, we are united in our need for healing. So if music is a medicine, um, I think we definitely need to start thinking about uh, making it primary like like you've done by renaming the uh, the tour yeah so I mean yeah again to catch people up um, our tour name was uh, was originally Carol's tour because that's our bus's name um, okay <laughs> yeah and, and uh, we decided um, to change it to uh, the no passport required tour after the announcement that came from BC uh, the BC government a couple of days ago yeah honestly like we've just yeah, i just keep seeing messages i i haven't been able to keep up on instagram with people saying like thank you so much for doing this thank you for standing up i think people need to just take responsibility for their own actions and let others do the same or or trust others to to do what they deem best i guess well yeah i mean you don't have to trust the person uh you know sitting next to you or the person behind you or whatever but um that's part of life you can't trust everyone hmm. yeah you just have to be prepared for for life every day when you wake up you have to try and heal every day because we're all broken however somehow when we go to a concert we manage to trust e each other to be in a place you know and have like this ceremony that is kind of chaotic, it is a break for normal life, the rules of life are suspended, people are possibly inebriated, yeah. and somehow we we think it's important to, you know, launch ourselves into that sort of ceremonially dangerous atmosphere. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's a good way to put it. Um, I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah, I guess the crowd trusts the artist. Right. Um, you know, I've seen Dave Grohl numerous times kicking people out of, of his show because they're not behaving pop properly. Right. Mm -hmm. He's looking after his audience for that moment. He's the leader. He's the leader of the ceremony. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and people trust him to do that. Mm -hmm. It strikes me as a very uh, kind of a religious function yeah i mean yeah when you when you i guess when you talk about a ceremony then yeah maybe but i guess 
there is some spirituality attached to music, which is why people fight as hard about whether the Beatles are the greatest band in the world or the Rolling Stones are, <laughs> as, as people fight about whether, you know, Christianity is, is right or Judaism. Maybe not as hard, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so far, nobody's taking up arms. Um, but that could just be, uh, you know, because it hasn't... Uh, fully matured in history I mean, <laughs> the Beatles don't have a 3,000 year history behind them but if they had perhaps we'd have nations you know maybe <laughs> you know Beatle Beatlesque nations yeah, yeah yeah has this changed the way you you uh, approach the creative aspect of music obviously it has a practical impact but like creatively, has it affected you, this this change? Yeah, well, I mean, um, the, the songs that I'm writing uh, are different, although not all of them, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely writing certain songs that I don't know if I'll even put out. They're just for me, you know, um, they're just part of my healing process, just like a lot of artists are doing right now. Um, I was listening to a comedian the other day, Lara Bites, and uh, uh, she was saying the same thing, like she was writing during COVID and then she reflected upon like all her notes and she said, well, nobody's ever going to hear this <laughs> just because it's like, it's dated now. And But uh, the process, uh, the process hasn't really changed. Um, you know, I, I just write with my acoustic guitar uh, most of the time, uh, sometimes I'll, I'll start with an electric guitar but usually i'll start with an acoustic or i'll start with lyrics first sometimes and then i'll put a tune to it later hmm. um, so the process i don't think has changed the content sure um but i just wrote uh, one of my favorite new songs right now uh, has nothing to do with what's happening in the world it's just it's just a love song about um, this like bohemian girl who you know dances around this uh, investment banker and turns him into a dreamer so yeah it just has nothing to do with the current climate it may be the power of music that music's ability to draw from worlds that aren't akin to the one we live in that helps us heal because uh, when when the whole world becomes about one thing we desperately need you know, uh, access to to another world <laughs> yeah. because we can't have a life that's that's we can't have everything be about one thing. That's right, and and that's why it's so crucial right now to be able to escape, right? But you, you can't escape. That's what we're being told. You can't even escape anymore. Yeah, what you described, you're totally right. And what's going to happen? What's going to happen if we we can't even escape for? three hours hmm. and, and really and, and take part into whatever however uh, spiritual the experience is for you I had a the privilege of interviewing a Hugan the Hugan is a voodoo priest he's a senior voodoo priest oh cool and they're talking about he's talking about his uh, religion in in Haiti and how central uh, music is to it so, so that the the music is design is uh, meant to uh, invoke spirits and in in helping with healing and 
and uh, with helping with ceremony. There's basically a, a song and a dance for everything, uh, every part of life experience, uh, marriage, death, birth, uh, sexual urges, you know, that, and I mean, that's, but that's what rock and roll is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I had a similar conversation with uh, a shakuhachi player. So that's a Japanese uh, flute and there's a long legacy of it. And this instrument and these songs were designed by, by monks. And the, the, the aim was to create these songs and sounds in a certain way uh, for the different parts of life in order to, for people to uh, attain a certain amount of enlightenment. Cool. Yeah, so we've got like two like very deep uh, human traditions of music and both are meant to put us in contact with something that, it's, that is outside of here. Um, I had another guy point out how uh, music is the muses and the, the muses it's, you know, being out in the field and making contact with with uh, some something else, and I'm reading. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the grass, the the trees, the, your God, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. In uh, in the Christian tradition, I'm reading uh, the Divine Comedy by Dante, yeah. and all through Inferno, there's no music, but as soon as they get out of hell, um, the angels sing. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's it's a hint that. Uh, if there's no music, you may actually be in hell, right? Right. Yeah. Wow. Where Where was that in the? That's in uh, in the Divine Comedy by uh, Dante. Wow, that's uh, I've never heard that before, but that's I don't know. It's kind of scary um, to think of how close we are to that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's why I reached out to you because. Uh, you know, I started this project as a when my band broke up and I was all heartbroken about it. And I decided to write a book about why music was important because I didn't really know why it was important to me. I dedicated so much money and time to this. And um, but that was before all of everything that's this happened, right? right. In 2019. And then the world did this and I'm and I'm realizing okay, <laughs> I've accidentally found myself in a, an extremely important position, just like all artists and musicians have at this point in time. Yeah. Um, I think we are in touch with something that is extraordinarily powerful, as, as you've witnessed to yeah. uh, day after day. And then someone made the error of saying that's not essential. We know it's the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah, so I, there's no question in there, but but no, I know, but I mean, yeah, you're totally right. It's uh, it's crazy to to think that you can you somebody can tell other people what is essential and what isn't in their lives. Yeah, because I know plenty of people who don't give a shit about music. Oh, sorry, I'm not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed do, to. Do do you think? Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah um to them like what's essential is hockey right who am i to tell them that hockey's not essential mm -hmm. yeah exactly yeah or who am i to tell like a carpenter that making uh chairs and not even selling them is non-essential hmm. man like we all 
we're all so different and we all need we're all one thing we all have in common is we're all builders we're all creators in one way or another hmm. we all want to build things whether it's a family whether it's uh, a, a music career um, whether it's a chair or uh, a hockey team look around like people build things hmm. right and people create things there's so much that humans have created and when you tell somebody that you're not allowed to create anymore and you're not allowed to fulfill your purpose and your battle the way that you want to like you don't you know what i mean that's why people are fighting right now it's because i, I wrote a song about this recently like it's called something to fight for um normally that's your career normally that's your uh your family you're fighting you're fighting life right all of the challenges that life throws at you you're fighting that so that you can provide for your family or so you can um you know create music that inspires people or so that you can score an extra goal and, and lead your team and inspire people to achieve um you know athletic uh proficiency right but when you strip all of that away people still want to fight mm -hmm. now they're actually fighting for real they're not mm. they're not fighting a good battle they're fighting you know each other mm. what's been your experience at these like outdoor concerts do people seem to be coming together is, is there friction out in the communities or in general is it is it yeah. is it good it's, or? Been, it's been incredible uh there was one lady uh a karen if you will uh that came out when was it a couple of weeks ago and uh she was furious and we hadn't even like we were sound checking and uh and she came out and was yelling at uh us and the people who were hosting us and just everyone and uh the the hosts were actually like so they were so scared of her you know even though they had gone through all the proper procedures that asked the manager of the the parking lot if we could be here everything was fine and uh it turns out that she had done the same thing to a wedding like the week prior hmm. and so you know of the 50 shows that we've played so far and the i don't know how many hundreds of people that we've played to um and you know 50 locations basically one person flipping out like that hmm. pretty good pretty good odds or yeah. pretty good uh, yeah everybody else is just so excited and so blown away by you know everyone keeps saying how innovative it is and what a great idea it is and to, to just like you know how can we help what can we do to help Ah, man, it's it's. I'm so glad. I'm, you know, it's our beacon of light right now. Is what it is. Yeah, big time. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of envision this sort of thing as, a, I don't know, some sort of torch bearing duty to you know preserve this beautiful thing that we have, which is you know ceremony and in music. I'm thinking about maybe going to the states for the winter. You know, and doing like the southern border, if you will, or just all the hot states yeah and coming back in in march yeah i don't i don't know what else to do i was thinking about maybe getting some patio heaters and bringing them with us something like that but that's dedication dude 
Well, I mean, we've come this far. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the reason we're doing it too is because, like, we love our country and we love our people. And we I love this city that I'm in, you know, and I don't want to leave. I've thought about leaving. You know, I've thought about just running away. I have uh, a condo that I could sell and, I, you know, I could go run away to Costa Rica and just surf all day and just still play guitar, but not do what I'm supposed to be doing. All right. Which is sharing. It's one thing. It's one thing to make it. And it's one thing to make it for yourself. Um, and some people, that's what they should be doing. But I have a feeling that I need to do more. Do you, do you see this as a calling? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's just so it's taken me a long time uh, to come to this uh, conclusion. The first time that I remember wanting to do music, I was nine years old. And I saw this little drummer on TV just kicking ass, you know, and just I, I can't I don't know what song he was playing, but I was I was mesmerized by him. And I was like, I want to do that. And I asked my mom about it. There was nowhere to, to play. Uh, I'm originally from Quebec, from Montreal. And uh, and then I, I came out west and uh, that was the first thing I wanted to do is play drums, play drums. In high school, I started playing guitar and I was good. I was good at math and at, uh, at uh, sciences. So I just went and got a regular job, even though I just really wanted to do music. But my parents told me like, hey, listen, you're not that good at music. You're pretty damn good at math. So why don't you try the safe route? <laughs> so that's what I did for a while. And then, you know, I started using my vacation days to record you know my weekends and eventually i was like well i'm out of vacation i'm out of weekends and i want to keep doing more so so yeah i quit and then i started uh doing it every day all the time i would imagine the current situation with the bus and 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 the tour and all that has deepened that sense oh, that yeah. this is a calling for you oh yeah oh yeah for sure man this last year has been one of the most difficult years I've ever had, and obviously probably everyone. I mean, I think some people have said that they're they have it better this year than than they did before. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, what we started doing at the beginning of the P word, we started recording like a song, releasing a song every month. We were doing like Instagram lives at the beginning, and and then we started recording our own music like in my house and releasing a song every month and that was good for a while you know it kept us uh, sane and busy and uh, you know following some sort of purpose but like I was saying before it's only half of the battle sharing the music and I mean I guess we were sharing it and we were getting people to listen and and we were getting likes on Instagram but you know one smile is worth a million likes on Instagram yeah sure man it's I'm I, I, I'm not kidding like we play to like 20 30 yeah something like that 20 30 people that is way better than seeing 30,000 monthly listeners on Spotify yes connection anything that uh, you wish I would have asked you that I didn't think of um where we're going yeah, let's do it. Tell <laughs> us your tour date so we can go check that uh, that that holy bus. <laughs> yeah, 
Well, so, um, so yeah, like I said, we were, we're doing uh, a bunch of different things, like knocking on people's doors. Uh, we're going to play like some parks and we're also going to play like some private events. Unfortunately, uh, the only way that you can know where we are is if um, we have your email because we don't post um, on Instagram or Facebook where we are because they're all like private events or, you know, like we're knocking on people's doors. We don't even know who's going to say yes. Although so far, everyone has said yes. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, we're going to be we're going to be trying to do 100 performances in four weeks. OK. Yeah. So we're going uh, all the way to Montreal and back. So the definitely the links are going to be in the show notes, but uh, go ahead and tell us where people can go uh, to get that information. Oh, yeah. So if you want to support the project, um, you can go to the carbons.ca and uh, and then there's a bunch of different ways that you can support. It's like a Kickstarter, right? We have like different tiers. Um, everybody who supports will get their name on the bus. So we've been like writing people's names all over the bus, inside the bus, on the outside of the bus. So, um, you know, basically all our supporters, we, we get to see them every day. Well, my name's going to be on there soon. <laughs> I got to get my name on the bus. I'm yeah, not... <laughs> dude. Yeah. It's an incredible story and it's a great project. I love that you, you know, faced with incredible odds, you decided to, you know, just you, you figured out a way and it's, it's, it's wonderful. So I think it's, it's a great story. Um, the podcast has a traditional closing question. Okay. And that's uh, outside of the carbons. What should people listen to? Like what bands? I do not interpret the question for the guest. Oh, okay. Uh, I really, uh, I really like Gang of Use. They're uh, Australian band. Kaleo uh, with a K. They're from Iceland. And also, I love the Joe Rogan podcast. Uh, those three things, I think. Well, thanks, uh, Tom, uh, Tommy. I really appreciate uh, your time. It means Thank a lot you. to me. It was a great conversation. I'm going to close this off. Uh, you stay on the line. We'll do a bit of admin, and, uh, and that'll be it. Yeah, sweet. I found Tommy's and the Carbon's dedication to the value of music to be inspiring. But even more so, I was heartened to hear that not a single person rejected their offer of music. The will of the people evidently includes a will to partake in the great ceremony of music and to benefit of its healing power. The world now is an extraordinarily confusing place, but I think if we take a moment to calm our hearts, we can see what medicine it is we truly need to heal. Not just our body, but our heart and our soul. Some big questions weigh upon each individual now. Do we truly want to deny people the joy of sharing in the musical ceremony? Or even to experience the relief of escapism? I think it was Neil Gaiman who said that perhaps the only person who would be against escapism would be a jailer.